Welcome back to Be Mindfully You with Brenna. It's been a minute. Things have been wicked crazy and insane. And you should have seen me trying to figuring out all this recording thing all over again. I swear, like any little break and I just lose everything that I'm supposed to be doing on this thing. And then I get it and then I'm like, restart and then go and then restart. You know, it just is what it is. Um, the theme for today, uh, titled this, um, mind beat down. And I just want to kind of catch everybody up and just kind of talk about where my head's been at for like the last couple of weeks. Um, two years ago, yesterday, November 19th was the day that I received the news that I had a type of breast cancer. And it started a very long journey, not to say that I haven't ever suffered because I've had a lot of things of a lot of moments of suffering, a lot of things that I've undergone, a lot of things that I've had to knock down and get back up again and continue. But this, this, this battle has been a constant beat down and get back up and beat down and get back up. Um, I swear I'm going to probably get choked up through this today. So you're just going to have to, to bear with me. But I, I see, I'm sitting here trying to find my words and figure out how I want to do this. Um, it's I like staring at this book that says, let that shit go. Um, it's not that simple. Like this is an all-consuming kind of a thing, right? Um, and people I know that have had medical diagnoses are going to really relate to this. But even um, people that have come from abusive backgrounds, the second you feel like you're lifted back up, man, you just something happens. There's a trigger. There's something, and it just slams you back down. And that mental capacity, it's tiring, and it's just this. It feels like you're just constantly being beaten down. So. I have this saying where after every procedure they've gone through, every medication round, every, you know, radiation, chemo, surgery, all of it, um, I get on this like day five <laughs> and it depends on how significant the, the dosage is or how significant the surgery is that really determines what day five or through day 10 is going to look like. And I call this the, that, that storm that starts brewing. So like day one surgery day, you are out of it. You have so much meds in your body. You're coming out of it. You're feeling the pain. You're doing the stuff, but the medications are there to help you and it takes away the pain. So you have like day one through three, which is pretty good. And you're medicated and you're not feeling the pain. And then you have day four where you're trying to like slowly come off of the medications and day five. Um, there's just something about day five and six that it's like, you are off of the medications and you're trying not to use the heavier stuff. So you're using the Tylenol, but then your body has to come off of the heavier medications. And it's like, at least for my body, it's this constant swirl of, of stuff. So whatever it is, I call that like my most depressive state, like days. I, I'd rather be, you know, doing my thing, being able to do all the things that I want to do. And, um, I guess to back it up a little bit more, why I'm like talking about the mind beat down. Um, I have just been struggling with this aspect of 
like you lose you lose sight in the midst of all of these all of these things every step of the journey is is you are getting better or you go through the treatment to go through the healing process to become better to find a level of normalcy i have a normalcy in your hand and then you go back down to ground zero again and you have another procedure and another thing that you have to climb through all of that all over again and um I can't stretch my arms. I can't move my arms. I can't lift things more than five pounds. I can't. I have to start over again. Stretching back out, reaching back out, lifting things, touching things, all this stuff. And it's this constant repeat that as a mom, like I can't even pick up my own kid. I can't hold them. I can't cuddle them the same way for a period of time. And 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 this is this like... I'm not saying this as a sob story. I'm just talking about the reality of what this is like. And I'm sitting here two years later and I still taking a medication and still have a chemo infusion once every six months and I still have procedures that I'm facing and I'm getting there and the light's at the end of the tunnel. It's bigger way bigger than it was two years ago when all this started. Um, But this has been the toughest mental beat down, scrounge around, figure it out, pull yourself up, rejoice, be positive, stay focused on that playground that I've been through. And I'm in my room tonight and I'm I'm recording this and I'm just looking at my photos over the years and I wouldn't change anything and I wouldn't wish for anything to be different because the reality of it is, is it's just, it is what it is. I have to let it be. Um, let that shit go. You know, I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily like you're just letting it go as more of like finding acceptance. And I know we've talked about that on this podcast of like accepting the inevitable. I can't change any of the things that I've gone through in my life, but I can work on myself. Um, But I would be lying if I wasn't sitting here telling you guys that there was a lot of dark days that come with that mental beat down of starting over. I'm back on my two feet and I'm enjoying life and I'm loving my body and accepting things for where that it's at to go through another procedure that knocks me back down, that makes me feel helpless, that makes me rest and be one with myself and figure things out and my mindset and where I'm at and what I'm doing. And it's just this over and over and over again thing that gets exhausting. Um, And then I, because I love to read and I read stories about 
incredible women on these adventures and um, the journeys and the sacrifices and the challenges and the struggles, the fear, the, 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 the wish that life could be just a little bit easier, a little bit simpler. You know, I've uh, like, I'm just like, wow. I feel that on a whole other level. I feel it. I see it. I, I acknowledge it. I know where it's at. And and being as somebody who, you know, counsels people and talks about, you know, figuring things out and, and, and where your brains are and the behaviors that you're at and the behaviors that occur, it just, we all have those thoughts and feelings. We all have to acknowledge what those thoughts and feelings are and feel that disappointment and know that this is not all that it's going to be. And I know that I'm just in the midst of another round of, of this battle. Um, but sometimes it just feels very surreal, very surreal that it's been two years since I was diagnosed. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to hook something up and here I am just messing it all up for myself. But um, yeah, two years, two years ago to, well, yesterday, two years ago, yesterday, November 19th, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and that knee crippling um feeling I, I always explain it like it drops you to your knees like news like you never expected and you never realized like what that kind of news could do to you until you experience it in real life um and the battles that are still going on and the battles that are still here and it's it's going to be a long haul, you know, um, this is not a two year journey. It's a five to 10 year journey. Um, it's something that I'm, um, constantly going to be on my mind and I recognize that and that's, um, I'm okay with that. I've, I've accepted that. Um, but there's still those moments where I'm down. I feel down about it. I, I struggle with the thoughts and emotions that come with it and, it's just real and raw and hard. Just very hard at times. Um, church talked about um, pausing taking time to pause and not allowing yourself to be consumed with can say consumption greed just consumed in in negative bias so um negative bias from a psychological standpoint is talking about the ability for us as human beings to be way more negative. And it's easier to fall into the trap of negativity than it is to be positive. And um, we talk about 
that frame of mind where it takes just a couple of seconds to split, go into that negativity. And it takes longer, like 15 to 20 seconds to make sure that you are on a positive um, frame of mind. And when you put that into perspective, it's like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, it's way easier to be negative than it is to be positive. And it's, it's, if you're not careful, the hamster wheel that you will be spinning on is going to be focused on all of those negative things rather than those positive things. Um, and to acknowledge that you are having those positive thoughts. And I, and I, I talk with people about, you know, you, your negative thoughts are not going to weigh the, the like going away. Like the negativity is always going to be there. Um, and you'll find negativity in any situation if you're looking for it. So if you are trying to be more positive, you're going to see things and you're going to have to teach yourself to have a stop button or excuse me, a pause button that just allows you to um, give yourself that minute to breathe. Um, I always giggle because conscious discipline talks about this. Um, and I know you guys have heard me coming up with this, but it's just like this easy reference because everything has been training about conscious discipline, which is awesome. But conscious discipline talks about it in the sense of a pivot. You are going to, oh, I'm triggered. Turn around, pause, take a breath, turn back around, and then restate what you needed to state. So if you think about it from challenging those negative thought process, and I literally have to do this, that I stop and my head goes up and I breathe and I come back down and I reshape where my brain is at. So instead of, I can't do this and I can't do this and I can't do this, I then change it to, I get to be here. I get to be breathing air. I get to stay in a home. I get to drive my car. I get to walk around. I get to stretch a little bit. I get a little bit of movement and I still get to cuddle my boys and I get to do that in a different way than what I normally would. And um, that mind shift, it takes time and it, it's an active practice. And they, they talk about how like, oh, you know, like 28 days of um, to form a new habit or, um, you know, and then it's like 90 days to break an old one or something like that. Like it, it takes a lot of consistency. And maybe that's where my my mental breakdown conversation or mental beatdown conversation needs to go consist consistency and persistent and just continuously dedicating and making the decision to 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 break it free of some of these other things and it has not been easy. Um, it's been very lonely. Uh, a lot of people have shifted in and out or have shifted to a varying degrees of what our relationships look like are different. They're just different. And it just is what it is. And part of that is, is because my boundaries and my peace are more important to me. Um, and making sure that my family has this peace and that I have this peace and, 
we have this piece together is very important and people aren't going to understand that. And it's not my job to help them understand that. It's not my job to explain that to them. It just is what it is. And they're going to have reactions of that. And it's important for me to, to recognize what those reactions are, look at it and be like, oh, okay, you've got to go through your stuff. Great. I wish you well and just move and just move forward. Um, it takes a lot of anger off. It takes a lot of resentment off. It takes just like the emotional piece of it just like cuts off. And I'm not saying that it's like, all of a sudden I don't have emotion and I don't have empathy because I totally do. I recognize that and all of that. But at the same time, I still have a freaking choice of whether or not that, that I'm going to be involved in that process for you or not. And wishing you well is, is, is a genuine thing. Like I am genuinely wishing all the best, all the best. Um, all right. As you heard that slight interruption, um, big thanks to the hubs for, um, making dinner, but then he knocked on the door and he's like, what are you doing in there? I'm like, I'm recording. Thanks for making the dog spark. (laughs) Um, yeah. So back to that genuine, um, genuinely wishing you well and genuinely, you know, valuing the person that you're, that you're looking at, whether you're working with them or whoever it is that you're talking with, if you're just coming into contact with them, you know, just being authentic and genuinely, um, you and, but you don't, you like the expectation doesn't mean that you have to then pour in all of this energy and time. Like you get to decide how you're going to do that. Um, with this, and I want to go back to those those things like relationships change, and this isn't just relationships outside of um, your household, but relationships within your household can change as well too. Um, I know that my um, spouse and I have talked about this a couple of times over the the years of the tragedies that we've. Um, dealt with that we um there's growth that comes from this okay so with the with the with the mind beat down i'm just going to keep like referring back to that mind beat down with a mind beat down you one of two things can happen you can either sit and dwell and stay in the emotions and not work through them. And you're just going to continue to go through the emotions and not work, work through them. Or you can go through the emotions, feel the emotions, work through them, and then start teasing apart the things that you're needing to tease apart, the things that you're needing to address, the things that you need to get better at. I guess, or strengthen those areas. Okay. And when you have growth and I'll use myself as an example, I have had so much growth that even in the midst of a conversation today that I was having with somebody who is almost 20 years older than I am, um, you know, they're talking and they're like, yeah, like I've had this whole like mindset thing and like, like shifting this and how do I want to play it and all this stuff. And she's, you know, she's like, yeah, you know, all this stuff. And I I sat there and I'm like, man, I just, given my life circumstances 
and having to go through this mind beat down and constantly being beat down to the point where I have to address and constantly go through this this loop of emotions and the next time that I'm that I come through it I'm not feeling as down in the dumpies is probably what I was previously but I still have emotions that I have to feel in that but I have aged to this point where like my mindset the way that I'm looking at things is like okay my mindset is already at your mindset like where where am I going from here what am I doing how am I making these decisions how how can I make these changes and um live live more full live more free live live for those goals rather than and this is going to sound wicked cruel but like giving everything to everyone else and not taking care of me the way that I need to take care of and for a lot of folks that's going to seem like a very selfish decision to make um And it's selfish to a degree, but I can still care for others and give to them. But it's just going to look different than what I'm doing on the day-to-day grind. And I'm probably not going to have to face the burnout that I'm facing in the career path that I've chosen as well, too. So it's like this catch-22 thing, you know, like, or um, like a pros and cons list, like however you want to look at it. But then I also going through these mental beatdowns and coming out of it and making those changes and addressing the things that I need to address to, like with, so like my dedication previously to this, I was really working really hard on my my commitment and my dedication and uh, like trying to have a mind beatdown, but in a way of like, Um, I love using working out as an example because when you are working out, that is hands down, like the whole reason why you're working out and, and trying to make gains in anything, you have to overcome so much of your mental capacity. Oh, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't keep going through this. I can't push my body through this. Like my body's just done, you know, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, like you have to overcome that mental, that mental thing that's like stopping you. Like, no, I can do this. My body can do this. I have to push through this and I have to stay dedicated to it because in order for change, true change to happen you have to stay on it for two weeks and then four weeks and and then six weeks and eight weeks and and 10 weeks and 12 weeks and by the time you get to 12 weeks you're like your body's already used to this and then it's like you get to the six month marker you add on another 90 days to that and you're like dang look at where I'm at and I had already started on that journey trying to 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 beat down because there was a lot of laziness um lack of commitment, lack of being persistent, um, not having consistency within myself, um, that it was easier for me to be using those excuses of I'm too busy or I'm this or I'm that or, oh, I'll, I'll do it after the pregnancies that I probably should have been doing it through pregnancy and not keeping that as that um, excuse of like, well, afterwards I'll figure it out kind of a thing. Um, cause it served nothing other than me sticking in bad habits. Um, but it's, it's, it's because of that. So then I go through and I have all these things 
and I make changes and I do stuff because something is telling me that I'm needing to do these things. And I have a big thing and have to recognize the fact that I almost lost my life again. And I'm like, man, I got to do some stuff and grow myself um, in a different capacity. So then I start doing some of that. And, you know, having that beat down again and like coming back up, but still wasn't enough for me to have this, this, that pressure to really change. Um, uh, I guess all the way around. Um, I got a kid at the door crying. <laughs> um, and then, then I, then I start the working out. I mean, like I really like I started and then I was like me I do good for two weeks and then it comes and I wouldn't do good and then I would do good for two weeks and like for whatever reason I couldn't get over the two-week freaking slump and at some point I said okay I've got to do something and COVID happened and I know that a lot of things, like a lot of people will will say that a lot of stuff have changed for them during COVID, a lot of changes for the positive rather than the negative. Um, and I had nothing else to do other than take care of the kids and take care of myself. And so I started working out and I started working out with my neighbor and stayed consistent and three month mark hit and then six month mark hit and seven month mark hit and then I got diagnosed and I had to um excuse me um I had to go from all of it to feeling so good and seeing this but still having struggles with with uh, with weight and the mental capacity that comes with that to then none of it and then I was left with, how do I cope and deal with stress and deal with my mental piece of this when I don't have the physical aspect that I can address anymore? I have a whole toolbox of stuff. I have a whole toolbox toolbox of stuff. Like this toolbox is massive and and. I have all these tools and I've taught all these tools and I teach about all these tools. Um, but I uh, was only utilizing one major one and, and that one major one was really helpful and it was super great and I was so, so utterly grateful for it. I just, I had to go back to my toolbox and I'm like opening up the treasure chest and I'm like looking in this thing and I'm like, okay, well, this one I have to take out because I can no longer do that right right now. Right now I can't focus on that. So what can I focus on? And what can I pull out to to start utilizing this even more? And so I reach in and I pull out my journal. And then I reach in and I pull out my self-development books. And then I reach in and pull out my reading for fantasy or, you know, love, lovey, give me a trashy rom- romance novel. And I pull out, you know, the breathing techniques and I pull out the meditation and I pull out um, the the acceptance and sacrificing piece of it, right? Like, okay, I got all these things, close the lid. And I start trying to go through all of the things that I need to go through. And I had to reteach myself and then I had to look at it from another standpoint. Okay, 
Now I'm sitting here. I can't read for development because my brain just will not allow me to absorb anything. The only thing that I could focus on was research and understanding about what it was that I was going through. Okay, check, check. Then I had to set things up and and decide, okay, these are the things that I need to do to be able to better myself and take care of myself. Okay, check, check. And then it went to survival mode. And I just had to set everything else aside and only focus on the present things of what the basic needs. And going back to Maslow's hierarchies of needs, food, water, shelter, clothing, um, resting, sleeping, uh, you know, (laughs) and a little bit of movement, if I could fit in a little bit of movement, right? And that's all I, all, like all I did. So I just focused on the food that I could eat and the food that I could put into my body and the rest that I was getting and the rest that I could get. And then I allowed work to be that escape through like, you know, work became a coping skill for me. Like I would go to work and I wouldn't have to focus on any of the me freaking issues. I just got to focus on everybody else's stuff, which was which was really, really nice. But there were still times where things were really rough for me mentally that I was, you know, in the midst of a mind my, mind beat down and I'm having to cater to other people's needs as well too. So it was like this, this uh, two-sided coin and it would be flipping back and forth. And I just, I don't, I... The growth I've made is massive because I've chosen to grow and I've chosen to take these mind beat downs and swim through the massive amount of emotions and then come out on the other side and look at it from this objective standpoint. I'm feeling this way because of this. And so I'll identify one of the emotions. I'm feeling helpless because my body has a has has gone through has endured this this pain and this suffering and because of this pain and suffering i can no longer work out the way that i want to work out or do the things that i want to do um i feel lazy because i have to rest and if i don't rest my body pays more consequences and I recognize that, but it's still hard and I recognize that. And so when I go through these these things of like feeling like, like I can't do more and I can't be the best me and I can't be the best mom and I can't do this and I can't do that and then I have to sit in my house knowing that there's a million things building up. There's clothes all over my room. I can't hang things up on the closet because things are over five pounds and reaching up too far is that way and then it's that, that recognition that that beatdown is starting to happen again that I can't do it right now, but I'll be able to do it again. It's just going to take a little bit of extra work. But that's hard, you guys. Like, I, like sometimes I'm just, I get frustrated with the aspect that for the last two freaking years has been my whole life is not now. Wait, 
not now, wait, and then challenging myself to recognize when I'm, I'm, I'm searching for something because I'm bored. I'm searching for something because I need to feel as if I'm doing something, but that doing like picking something, is like not necessarily what I should be doing or where I should be putting my, my time at and then or spending my time with or doing it. And, and it's just like, it's annoying. And, and, frustrating and it's part of the process and I have to recognize okay I really don't need to be doing this thing because I can't add this to my plate and here's the reasons why and going back to that those things like these are the reasons why I can't do that and so then I think about the guilt because there's a lot of guilt that comes with my inability to do things for a period of time. Um, and I try to make things as easy as possible and do what I can and all the stuff. And so that's something that I've really been working on is not taking care of all of the things because I feel guilty at the fact that I can't do that. And then because I shouldn't be having guilt. I, I did not choose this. I did not walk up to the cabinet of the wall of life and say, oh yeah, I want cancer. Give me all the problems that cancer brings to the table. That's what I want to deal with for a couple of years out of my life. I did not choose this. So why am I feeling guilty? But at the same point, it's a natural thing to feel because you know, I know, you know what you are at your best. I know what I am at my best. And it's a hard thing when you, when we are natural to compare between our best selves and our, and our lowest selves and it becomes a beat down in that mind beat down game of I know my potential and I know what I can do and I know where I'm at and I can't do that right now and see that's where that language is is versus I can't do that it's I'm you know not right now I can do that but not right now and knowing that those language changes come. But I tell you what, you guys, this last week has been has been tough. There's been times where I have been doing things like and nobody else is around. They don't have the support and help. So I have to shovel the driveway. And when I get out there, I, you know, put place it on my body in a place where I know that my, my legs are doing more of the work than my arms are. And I try to protect myself as much as possible. But there's times where I exhausted myself, um, you know, and it just, I just, you know, instead of getting frustrated, I just breathe and tell myself that it's only going to be for a period of time, acceptance and move forward. It's only a period of time and knowing when to tap out, man, that was something else I had to do. Cause I used to just push, 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 go, 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 go. My entire twenties was just like, you know, two jobs, full-time school, push, 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 do, 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 go, go, go party here, do this travel there, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I just was all over the place that I like was not even taking care of my basic needs. My hair was falling out. I was so stressed out. I, um, emotionally react to things to that stuff that was just ridiculous and just crazy. And I, um, 
you know, it's just, oh, I don't, I don't want to live like that. I want to be present and I want to be purposeful and I want to recognize when I'm in this mind beat down and, and come out on the other side of it stronger and better and more willing to understand myself and understand where I'm going, but then also have that compassion and that understanding that not everybody is going to see things the way that I see things. And it's not their responsibilities um, to know my boundaries. It's my responsibilities to show where my boundaries are at um, and go forth with that. And so I, going back to that negative negativity bias, the negative bias that we have, um, just recognize where your biases lie and, and how you can promote change, change for that. Um, and fixing those thoughts, you know, you're always going to have those negative thoughts, but the more good, more positive, they call them red dots, negative thoughts are red dots. The red dots are always going to be there somewhere within the brain, but the more green you put in, the more green dots you put in, instead of selecting red dot, it'll, their green dot will be selected. A diagram I used for the kids was like a shopping bag you have a shopping bag and you have all of your uh, yucky coping skills and negative coping skills in this bag. They're already there. Identify all of them. And as you learn positive coping skills, you start putting them in the bag. So instead, when you go in, when something happens and you pull it out, you have the possibility of pulling out a good coping skill. Or if you pull out a bad one, then you you have the ability to go, whoa, wait a second. Do I really want to do this? No, I think I no, I know I don't want to do this one. Let me try this other thing that I know that I should do. And it it starts happening, but it takes that self-reflection and that ability to really recognize where things are at. Um and just going about it. I just have never been one to sit and dwell on things. I've always been, and when I say sit and dwell, I don't mean like I never dwell. I I do dwell about things, but I'm not like months on end that I dwell and I can't ever let something be or, you know, I, I really hate that saying, let it go, but it just is like, oh, just the first thing that comes to mind. Um, but I'm just, I find that acceptance. Like I grab onto something and I have to figure it out and make it make sense to myself. And then I move, move forward with things. I persevere through the next thing rather than holding on and grasping onto that anger because I just feel like that's so much energy, like so much time and energy spent on that. Um, and I know that not everybody feels that way. Uh, not everybody understands that either, but I just... I don't know. I don't, I don't. So it's like watching the news, man. That's like the instant negative, everything you can put out negative. And then you're sitting there left and you're like, like grumbling about everything. And it's like, oh, you were just surrounded by all the negative things. Like, are they actually reporting anything positive? Are they telling you anything good on the news at all? Um, no, and it's, it's a trap, and uh, it's part of the reason why I've distanced myself from that aspect. Like, I'll if I want to know something, I'll look up something. But otherwise, I try to steer clear, or I find those newscasters that can report things eloquently and without the bias, and um, you know, in a positive manner. And so, I don't know, y'all. It's 
I, as always, I'm just a work in progress. <laughs> like, um, but mine beat down was something that came on my mind and it was something that I've just been thinking about as like this trap that I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's happening again. It's going, it's going to keep happening and it's just part of it. I just, I know this, it's uncomfortable, but I have to go through the motions and um, I'm going to have another beat down, you know, a mind beat down. It's going to happen. I already know that there's another procedure that I'm going to have to go through. And then I have another one where I have another chemo because I still have three more rounds of that chemo drug. And so I'll have to go through the motions of feeling that way for three more times and then fighting against all the, the, the hormonal stuff in my body too. It's just it's a long game. It's a long game. And if I can make it through this, I am going to be better for it. But that doesn't mean that I don't feel the way that I feel. Thanks for joining me, you guys. We'll catch you next time here on Be Mindfully You. Well, thanks for tuning in. I uh, cannot tell you how much I appreciate the fact that you guys um, tune in. And, you know, if you're not following me, please give me a follow. Check out some of the other episodes from Be Mindfully You. There's a lot of things that we talk about. And um, there's more coming. There's group chats coming. There's there's stuff. It's in the works. And I'm, do, I'm doing. I'm doing my thing, okay? <laughs> so, as ever... Um, be mindful, be present, be you, be mindfully you. And we will catch you on the next episode. This is music by Francesca Battistelli, the breakup song. And I always tell you guys how much I love it, but it just speaks to my heart, especially about her breaking up with fear. So, all right, catch you guys on the next one. Stay blessed. <laughs>